0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Smells Like Business, where you can learn more about the current and future state of cannabis, CBD, and hemp in Europe. We talk to different cannabis experts and entrepreneurs, making it easier for you to enter and better understand the cannabis industry. I'm your host, Tom, and today we have Dr. Julie Mulka back on the show. In the last episode, we discussed all things CBD. Julie prescribes CBD to patients and she has written a book about CBD called A Quick Guide to CBD, Everything You Need to Know. So if you want to learn more about this wonderful cannabinoid, I highly recommend giving it a read. You can also give our previous Smells Like Business episode, number 34, a listen. The episode is also called A Quick Guide to CBD. On this episode, however, Dr. Julie Molke explains what the situation of medical cannabis looks like in Denmark. We also discuss how cannabis can be used as a medicine, which medical conditions and illnesses can medical cannabis help with, and why it isn't being used more in Western medicine. We also discuss why doctors of Western medicine don't take a more holistic approach, although hopefully this is something that is slowly changing and also how Clinic Horstel, a pain treatment clinic here in Copenhagen, Denmark, where Julie works, uses cannabis to help treat patients with pain. So let's continue from where we left off last episode. Maybe we can talk a little bit about some of the work you're doing at Horstel Clinic because it sounds really interesting and you're working with medical cannabis. So what kind of trials with medical cannabis are you conducting there? Or over here, I should say, actually. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's just around the corner from you. But so, Clinic Hostel is a medical clinic where the main focus is pain. And we work mostly with chronic pain patients, but this can be from accidents or injury after surgery. It might also be young patients with migraines or fibromyalgia or other kind of central nervous pain and we also see a lot of people with cancer. So we prescribe medicinal cannabis along with other drugs that can, that can alleviate pain. And we also have quite a holistic approach. So, for example, for many of these conditions, we will recommend an anti-inflammatory diet because a huge part of pain is inflammation. Inflammation causes pain. And mindfulness has been shown as well to help reduce the perception of pain. So we do obviously specialize in medicinal cannabis, but I would say that you can consider us as quite a holistic clinic as well. And yeah, so that's some of the work that I do there.
0: (laughs) That's nice because I think in the Western world, a lot of clinics or a lot of people still don't take this sort of holistic approach. Or is it something that's starting to grow in popularity perhaps?
1: I think it's definitely still nothing which is taught in medical schools. As long as it's not taught, it can only be individuals who brings it to the table and who introduces it. So I think that among most doctors today, we also see the limitations of this very like separated approach where you kind of look at separated organ systems and you look at like mental health and physical health, and these are separate things. there's psychiatry and many. Specialities don't really acknowledge the interaction between all of this and how mental health problems are also causing physical problems and the other way around. So I think that as it's not being taught in medical schools, this mind-body connection, which has been researched and, and should be no surprise to anyone, I think that it's still lacking a lot in general modern western system but i would say that most individuals however most doctors are beginning to see that this is the case and are beginning to see the lacks that we have in in the system and i definitely think it's a growing wish as well from the public to be able to be viewed holistically and as a whole person and not just as a symptom or a disease you know a diagnosis
0: no absolutely So I was actually quite curious, what is the current legal situation of medical cannabis in Denmark?
1: Yeah, so we have this four-year program, which is coming to an end now, but is being extended. So it was this pilot study where all doctors could prescribe medicinal cannabis and these products would all have to be approved by the medical agencies. And then they could be subscribed with quite generous subsidies from the government. So this started in 2018. And this program made it possible to prescribe for chronic uh, neuropathic pain, like pain after spine injury and spasms after spine injury, and also in palliative care. So we had some indications where you could prescribe medicinal cannabis if the patient had tried all other options. Then alongside that, it's been since 2016 possible to actually prescribe, it's called magistral produced cannabis. So cannabis where you just prescribe it, but without it being subsidized, so patients would have to pay everything themselves. But there you can prescribe it for any indication. So there's no limit to which disease you can
0: prescribe it for. And you said this clinical trial is coming to an end now.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it started in 2018 and it was a four-year pilot, but it's being extended now. So we will we will get more time to collect data and evaluate it. So it's not actually coming to an end. Okay. It's being it's extended a lot have been invested into cannabis in Denmark and there are many licensed producers as well and so we've only just started really and doctors are only just beginning to prescribe and familiarize themselves with how to prescribe and so there's still so much more work to be done. I mean a great thing is that all doctors can prescribe then there is the first bottleneck do you say that in English as well? Yeah. Like the first, Yeah which is that many doctors won't prescribe because they don't know anything about it but that is also something that we are working with i'm in a danish clinical association which was started around the same time as the pilot study which is the association for clinicians using cannabis in denmark and and obviously we are working towards better access to education for doctors and also, more research being conducted within Denmark. And we already have quite a handful of dedicated researchers who are doing PhDs and research into the effects of cannabis. And yeah, hopefully, within the next coming four years, we will get more data, we will get more prescribers, more education, and more happy patients, which is the most important thing <laughs> that more patients will get access to medicinal exactly. cannabis. Yeah.
0: That's good, that's good. I was also quite curious because I read in your book, A Quick Guide to CBD, that at the clinic you work at, Clinic Horstel, over 4,000 patients have been prescribed medical cannabis and not one of them got a psychosis. And a psychosis is, well, it's quite a scary condition and a bit of a scary word that is is thrown around in regards to cannabis. So perhaps you can tell us what a psychosis is and how easy is it to get one when consuming cannabis?
1: Yeah, I mean, you can certainly get get a psychosis from cannabis and probably more so from recreational use. And a psychosis is basically when Your perception of reality changes so much that it doesn't align with, you know, the normal perception. And often it involves hallucinations of some sort, like whether they are visual or auditory or even sensory. And You can also have a lot of paranoia associated with the psychosis. And very often people with a psychosis need to go to the psychiatric hospital to stay there for a while because it's pretty dangerous for them. Obviously, they get like weird ideas about reality and can be a danger to themselves and others. And we have seen that smoking a lot of high THC cannabis is associated with an increased risk of psychosis, and especially in the developing mind. So, people who are young who smoke a lot of cannabis, the adolescent brain only really stops developing when you reach your early twenties. So, if you smoke a lot of weed in your like college, high school years, this might have an adverse effect on your mental health. However. The recreational cannabis that most people buy is obviously grown under totally uncontrolled circumstances. It's cultivated to yield a very, very high THC content, so up to 20% THC, and it often has very little CBD, which counteracts those psychotic properties that high dose of THC can have. And so, in a medical setting, you obviously often have more balanced products. People are taking the cannabis under supervision. They are not taking doses that are making them euphoric because euphoria is often considered a bit of a side effect when it comes to medicinal cannabis. You want to get the medicinal properties and you dose it up to where you have a beneficial effect without the very psychotropic paranoid effects that TNC can have. So that's why, obviously, when we start our patients on medicinal cannabis, they start very slowly. They increase the dose very slowly. And if they should get confused and sort of like feel those early symptoms of uh, euphoria, they have overdosed and we we come down. So none of the patients that we ever treated got psychotic and ended up in psychiatric care. So so that's, I think, really
0: reassuring. So, I mean, how would you like to see cannabis be integrated more into the medical world in the future?
1: So I think one of my sort of interests and passion is mental health. And so that's obviously what I work with a lot on, the, on my retreats. I work part-time in psychiatry. And I think that Actually, it turns out that medicinal cannabis and CBD is probably has a lot of potential benefits for our mental health and can be used for a lot of different indications. So just for something like ADHD, there seems to be a really promising future for medicinal cannabis. And for stuff like anxiety and even for psychosis actually they've been using cbd in high dose to help counteract the symptoms of psychosis and so i really hope that we will get to see the use of medicinal cannabis more in europe as well it's being used in the u.s but obviously their system is very different to ours and we it's going to take a long time before we get there i think sadly But for example, I I see a lot of children also with ADHD and they could benefit so much from the cannabinoids,
0: I think. Yeah, more and more children are being diagnosed with ADHD, so it it is obviously a problem that's here to stay. Well, I only have one last question for you, uh, which I ask all my guests, and that is, if you could go back in time, is there anything you would do differently? Um...
1: That's such a good question. I think in general, I don't really believe in mistakes. I just believe in growing and learning from your actions. But I mean, I would probably have liked to uh, see David Bowie live, you know, that would been great. (laughs) He did, after all, tour in his later life as well. As
0: well. Okay, well, if that's your main regret, then uh, I think you're doing all right there, Julie. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> no worries. Well, I mean, so where can our listeners find out more about you and all the wonderful things that you're doing?
1: So to find out more about my work, you can check out my website, which is drjuliemolkeinoneword.com And Molke is M-O-L-T-K-E. And uh, there you can also find links to my other work. So, for example, the Mindfulness Manor, which is the retreat center, so to say, that I started up here on my farm in Sweden, where we do about six to 10 retreats a year. Now, depending a little bit on on this pandemic, what it allows us to do, but we just recently had a women's retreat and we're going to have a men's retreat and we're going to have some retreats in August again. And yeah, you can check out hostel and the book that I wrote if you want to learn a bit more about CBD and then I also actually have a podcast where I talk about holistic medicine it's called the holistic medicine podcast and feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions I also offer these holistic consultations so if you have any kind of problem I work a lot with mental health female health and distress reduction
0: awesome great well a lot, a lot of good things there. So uh, yeah, well, keep doing what you're doing, Julie.
1: You too, Tom. And thank you so much for having me on the podcast today. It's been a pleasure.
0: Oh yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure having you. Great. Thank you so much. So that was Dr. Julie Molke discussing medical cannabis and the situation it's in here in Denmark. Make sure to check out what she's up to at drjuliemolke.com. That's Doctor Dr. D-R. Julie, J-U-L-I-E, and Malka, M-O-L-T-K-E. So there is a silent T in there. You can also check out Clinic Halstel at com. That's spelt C-L-I-N-I-C for clinic. And Halstel, yes, a little bit tricky, Danish word, is spelt H-O-R-S-T-E-D. So, horse dead. <laughs> so, com. If you like what Julie has to say and would like to learn more about CBD and its medical properties, then give our previous Smells Like Business episode a listen. It's number 34 and it's called A Quick Guide to CBD. Also, please do remember to subscribe to this podcast and check out our website at www.smellslikebusiness.com. I've been your host, Tom. Have a green day, everybody. Business.